are you gonna stay in your comfort zone or are you gonna really and i mean really hustle are you gonna be up there giving them a run for their money as well welcome to the power hour the weekly podcast that will motivate you to pursue your passion and to achieve success i'm adrienne herbert international speaker fitness coach adidas global ambassador and entrepreneur Each week, I'll be talking to today's leading coaches, creatives, change makers, and innovators to find out their daily habits, morning routines, and rules to live by. The Power Hour is all about taking just one hour each day to help you improve your life and unlock your full potential. Whether you want to build a business, write a book, run a marathon, or maybe you're just looking for a spark of inspiration, the Power Hour is going to help you get there faster. Welcome back to the Power Hour podcast. My guest today is somebody who knows all about how to work hard and play hard. She is the queen of hustle from working for free and making cups of tea to hosting live TV shows, DJing at London's coolest parties and collaborating with brands such as L'Oreal, Adidas, Google, Evian and many, many more. She is an award-winning blogger and we met a few years ago due to our mutual love of fitness. She is the host of Channel 4's Trending Live and was recently announced as the new online host of ITV's The Voice. Today, she's taken time out of her busy schedule to come into the studio. It is my absolute pleasure to introduce you to the hostess with the mostess, AJ Adudu. Yay! (laughs) Yes, AJ. And the crowd goes wild. (laughs) What an intro. I mean... I love it. It's all true. Thank you. It is all true. And actually, it's just one of those things where... um, you know, you're listing my achievements. Not that I forget them, but you, um, it's very rare that you take moments to really reflect on all of the incredible things that you've done and, you know, where you started and where you, where you currently are. And it is, it's, it's great. That's yeah. like a nice little butterfly moment for me there. Thank I'm you. good. You're welcome. And thanks for coming onto the show. So usually you are the one asking the questions, but today the tables have turned and it's all about you. So yes. how do you feel being on the other side? It is, it, you know, I am slowly starting to get used to being interviewed, um, especially, you know, um, a couple of big shows this year. So as you mentioned, The Voice, which I'm super excited to get started, but also uh, Manhunting with My Mum, which aired on Channel 4 earlier this year, my own documentary. And so I was starting to do press around that and get interviewed. And it is, it is weird it's harder yeah I, I think I, I like asking questions but today it's all about you baby it's all about me <laughs> and we're gonna talk it. about manhunting with mum later on first I want to kick off by talking about your incredible drive and work ethic because I know that you have hustled hard to get to where you are today so you grew up in Blackburn with your five brothers and your two sisters and you always knew that you wanted to be on TV so can you talk us through that journey and how you made it happen? Oh my gosh, like, um, uh, so yeah, as you mentioned, I'm from a big family. My mum is super, super loud. Uh, my dad's the quieter one in that relationship and it just works, you know. Um, I did always know that I wanted to be a TV presenter, really. And it's because television growing up for me was an event 
It wasn't something that we was allowed to just get up and switch on the TV. It wasn't always on. Um, it was one of those things where, you know, it's Saturday night, so we're allowed to sit in the front room. So we had the main living room at the back of the house in this tiny house, but we had a front room, which was where the visitors would sit. It was nice always room. tidy. We was never allowed in that room, except for Christmas, birthdays and yeah Saturdays basically um and so Saturday was a huge event I'd get up we'd watch live and kicking uh we'd keep the phone free just in case like Zoe Ball would like pick out our letter and like phone us um you know there was like talking telephone numbers there was all of these incredible tv shows on which were all live and they all had a live studio audience and they made me feel like I wanted to be in the tv or uh, part of it and I remember just one day saying to my mum, oh my gosh, I just want to be in the TV. And, you know, it was almost like a throwaway comment. But my mum said, you want to be in the TV? And I said, yeah. And she said, oh my gosh, you could totally do it. But you've got to work really hard. You've got to be clever. You've got to, you've got to learn how to read. I was such a terrible reader. Really? Um, yeah, still not the best. <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, like from there, she installed that I could do whatever I wanted to do. Um, but I just had to work hard. And so from a young age, I was told that I could be in the TV. And, you know, age six, seven, you believe everything that your mum and dad tell you. So I was like, well, mum says I'm going to be in the TV, so I'm going to be in the TV. I continued to show off in front of my big brothers and sisters. So I'm the sixth and I had such an incredible relationship with, uh, especially my older brothers at the time. I feel like I was always in awe of my older siblings. They were always really sporty. There was um, a couple of shelves in our house which had just medals and trophies and certificates. And I always just wanted that. And I was like, how did you get that? How did you get that? And again, they were like, well, you just have to work really hard. And when you're the best at something, that's when you get a trophy. That's when you get a medal. That's when you get a certificate. So I was always in awe of them. I was always impressed by them. And yeah, I, I'm really lucky, actually. My family just made everything seem really exciting. But within reach, um, my mum was a cleaner. And even that was exciting because she'd take us to the school that she used to clean at, which was Queen Elizabeth Grammar. Um, and it honestly looked like Harry Potter in my seven-year-old mind. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we'd put chairs on the desk and every term that really posh swanky school would like throw out their old books. And so we'd get all of these amazing books at home with like wow. incredible pictures. And yeah, my mum, you know, just built up a great imagination so that I could go home with, you know, all of the pens and cardboard and books that I'd got from this posh school that they'd all been tossed out. And I'd write songs and like stick them up on the wall and get my whole family to watch my shows and they'd all applaud me and just really, oh, Honestly, some of the best memories ever. It sounds incredible. So you were training from day one. Day one. It was so good. Um, and then, yeah, I just, you know, like everyone else, went to school, um, then went to college. And at school, um, it wasn't that I, you know... I just knew that I wasn't, I'm not like an academically gifted person. I always feel like I've had to work like 10 times harder to like understand something. Someone might 
you know, understand um, a teacher explaining something mm. first go. I'm that annoying person who asks 15 questions mm. um, and then it finally sinks in. So I was always like that at school, but I particularly loved um, English and drama. And so that's what I went on to college to do. I did English, I did theatre studies, I did religious studies. And then I also did media studies, but then I dropped media studies in my second year. And the reason I did that was because I felt like it was sucking the energy out of what at the time for me was a passion. I loved TV, I loved music, I loved entertainment. And I felt like studying it was just you know, just making it boring and making it really structured and rigid. And I felt like that was the wrong way to go about such a creative industry mm, um, in my mind. more practical. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so with that in mind, my older brother at the time, he was at Manchester University studying medicine and he was on his computer one day um, and he said, oh my gosh, there's an advert for BBC Radio Lancashire. They're looking for work experience. Now you're only 17, but like you should totally just like apply, like just see. And I said, actually, yeah. And luckily I got that job it was just um you know I'd go in at weekends to BBC Radio Lancashire and I would talk about whatever's been happening in Blackburn be it a local night out um a cafe just opened whatever it was and I'd write about it in hindsight I wrote about it really badly but at the time I just thought wow this is the BBC but it's brilliant because you obviously you know it sounds so simple to be like BBC website slash jobs literally you know because so many people I think now will reach out and be like I don't know where to start I really want to work in this or that I don't know where to start but as you said you were just every day you know hustling even then just being like well I'm just going to keep checking keep checking so that when those opportunities came you're there ready exactly and you know like you said as well like I think a lot of people don't know where to start and I didn't know where to start but all I knew is that I had energy that's that's so much to run with when you're starting out with anything you've got an idea you've got energy so you've got energy to stay up late and you've got energy to write these really long cvs and get your brothers and sisters to check them or get your school teachers to check them you've got that energy if you if you want if you're driven yeah. yeah and also i think maybe because um you know whilst i was talking about my family being really supportive there's also a lot of tough tough love in my family as well we're not the sort of family to tell each other that we love each other we don't hug each other a lot we don't kiss and cuddle we're not a soppy family um and you know i was always told about the wrong things that i did as well heavily disciplined and so as a result i was also never too afraid of rejection you know anytime i got a knockback or anytime I didn't get a job and especially I mean when you don't get a job which is a work experience job it's a job that you're not even being paid to do and that rejection feels bad sometimes because you're like oh my gosh (laughs) I'm so bad that you don't even want me for free um (laughs) even that my mum would always say you know slowly slowly look at you now I mean literally I well I can't even list the amount of tv shows and hosting gigs and live things that you do I feel like it's such a skill which I think I have learned since you know being friends with you that I think before you just watch tv you'd watch something live I didn't really 
ever acknowledged the difference between live and pre-recorded mm. i was just like it's a tv show whatever but now that i've seen you live host and like everything from you know if you ask a question to a guest and they just give a one word answer or if you've got like a i don't know a minute to fill with nothing you know you're so amazing at being able to multitask you're listening to your producer in the ear you're talking to the camera you're listening to the get i honestly hats off it's incredible it's amazing but you can tell obviously you've done it for years and you've done so many different jobs that's given you the skills and i guess even more confidence to to go on and do that yeah definitely but with all of the confidence that comes with it you know the more experience you get, the more confident you are. It's like with anything. But there's also so many knockbacks and it's it's quite interesting. And it's something that I actually still find difficult to talk about to this day. I've been presenting now for the best part of 10 years. And, you know, currently, as I sit here before you, I am in a very happy place. I'm working with brands that I never could imagine that I'd work with. I've got TV show offers, I've got TV show ideas, um, I'm being featured on podcasts and in magazines. I, I've got jobs and it's and it's incredible. But honestly speaking, even as little as four years ago, I wasn't in this place. And even, you know, to this day, I'm still getting rejected from jobs that I do want. I still have to audition. I still have to put in hard hard work and work on my confidence every single day yeah well so great persevere people like you said if you don't let it put you off hearing that no and thinking maybe this isn't for me maybe i'm not good enough no you are you just gotta keep knocking yeah amazing so let's talk about manhunting with mum for anybody who doesn't know earlier this year aj starred in her own documentary on channel 4 which was titled manhunting with mum where we saw aj and her fantastic mum travel to nigeria in search of love now for anyone listening who has never seen aj i can tell you that she is mega ugly (laughs) i mean i'm kidding she literally is like a supermodel she's hilarious she's smart she's mega successful so aj i'm sure it's not that hard for you to find a date can you tell us about the show it is hard for me to find a date. Honestly, it's like I've been single for years now, and I mean, you know, some of my like relationship stories. I, I just don't. I mean, it's stressful. I've been um, in relationships where I've been cheated on. Um, you know, like serious betrayal has gone on in some of my past relationships, and it's it's traumatic. Yeah. Um, but also, aside from that, and getting over, you know those sort of relationship breakups there's also this job that I've got which is so up and down my emotions are up and down as a result of it but also my schedule is all over the place and to find someone who really supports that and understands that can be really difficult so I thought it would be funny to um you know broadcast this on tv for everyone's viewing pleasure and take my mum with me I've always wanted to go back to Nigeria um I am Nigerian. Both my parents are from Sapele in Delta State in the south of Nigeria. And I'd only ever been once, which when I turned 30 at the beginning of the year, I just thought, 
Why have they only been to Nigeria? Once is ridiculous. Um, meanwhile, both my parents, well, my parents had an arranged marriage. And so I thought, oh, wouldn't it be interesting if I used that tradition of having an arranged marriage or having my mum, you know, hook me up with a bunch of guys and see what it would be like. So my mum set me up with like four potential suitors. One was a prince, one was a musician, one was a 34-year-old Christian virgin, and one <laughs> was a Nollywood actor. I mean, I've seen this show twice, but even hearing you say that, it's just wild. I mean, if you haven't seen it, you need to find the show. But I mean, just the whole concept, like you said, going back to Nigeria, it, it, that in itself, the idea of arranged marriages, I don't think, to be honest, that I really knew that that was still... I know that that still is a thing in some mm. cultures, but I don't think I, I knew to the extent of how much... Yeah, it's kind of just normal for people to have arranged marriages, even now in 2018. Mm. And then the added element of taking your mom along, because I don't know... I I think women's relationships with their mothers is you know everyone's is different but i don't know many women that want their mum's kind of uh input on finding a husband yeah well it's just funny because i really get on with my mum and actually i've just come to the realization that my mum kind of knows me better than i know myself and she knows what i need and she knows what i want you know the premise of the show in a way i i knew that i wasn't like go, gonna go off to nigeria for three weeks with my mum and find the man of my dreams and get married but i just want you could, to, you could have done. I could have done. I just wanted to, you know, explore my culture more, get to know my mum more, get to know me more uh, whilst dating. Why and not? It was super entertaining. Although I would say some hearts got broken, AJ. <laughs> some hearts got broken and it wasn't yours. Um, yeah, I love hearing AJ's um, dating stories that I get to, to hear about in the, on the London scene. Didn't you match with Ollie Murs on a dating app? Oh my God. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. And now I'm going to be working with him and then on you, the voice. I was going to say, then you interviewed him, didn't you? And you were like, oh, we matched on a dating app. No, I didn't mention it, Adrian. He did. He mentioned it and then he tweeted it and Instagrammed it. I was like, Maybe oh, he's, Ollie. you know, giving you a sign there. No, I mean, is he single? I think so. I oh. think he is. I mean, you never know with anyone. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> I'm beyond. I'm just like, oh, guys say that they're single and then they're not. And then oh, girls do it as well. I'm just like, who is even telling the truth these oh days? Oh, Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. As I touched on the beginning on the fact that you work hard and you also play hard. So, some of my previous guests, we've talked about you know work structure and work-life balance etc etc but you're someone aj who can go to a party all night get up and host a live tv show and then maybe even squeeze in a gym workout as well so how do you manage to do both Oh my gosh, with great struggle now, right? So basically, when I was like 21, it was so easy. If anything, my hangover cure was getting up, going for a run, having a shower, having breakfast, and then boom, I'm smashing it, I'm on it. Now, I just have to be a little bit more strategic. I do plan my nights out, believe it or not. I'm not um, as spontaneous as I used to be. Um, but yeah, I can I can definitely like do the two. The thing is, the way I see it with the work hard, play hard balance is that anything that you truly want to do you will do it you will find a way to do it this is what I say to people um, sometimes I do talks at schools and 
you know, so it's really hard when people find um, themselves in this deflated state where they don't have energy to go to the gym. Uh, they don't have time. They don't have the energy, this, that, the other. You do have time and you do have energy if you want to do it. Are you going to, you know, stay in your, you know, comfort zone? Or are you going to really, and I mean really hustle, are you going to be up there giving them a run for their money as well? That's yes. the way I see it. Oh, I love it. So love it. if I'm going out till 3am and I'm going to be tired the next day to like host a TV show, no matter what, I am like, right, I'm going to be tired and it's going to be struggle. But I am going to put on that makeup. I am going to do a good job. I'm going to make sure that I, I've done my research before I've gone to that party. And then I am going to be ready. And also I ask myself sometimes, why am I going to that party? What am I getting out of that party? Do I want to catch up with this friend? Okay, well... Uh, am I going to see this friend at, you know, a more convenient time? If I'm just going to that party to meet you, for example, then maybe I can leave it because we can meet during the day. Um, or am I going to that party to network? Is there someone there that I would not have the opportunity to see and meet unless I'm in that room? And sometimes you've got to balance that up, especially as a TV presenter. You've got to be like, well, the head of Channel 4 is there. So I need to be there regardless. I know that like I'm catching a flight in like three hours. I've done that as well. I know I've you I've literally have. been at a party <laughs> with my suitcase, ready to catch a flight. I've been like, I need to be in this room and this person needs to not only meet me, but remember me. And then I need to do a follow-up email yeah. the next day. Yeah. And then I need to secure the bag. Would you say that social networking on the party scene, on the after party scene as well, has helped your career success? So someone who maybe is aspiring to be a TV presenter or a host, mm. do they need to network in that way? And how can they even get the name on the guest list in the first place? Sometimes you do need to network in that way. And sometimes you don't. It just, it just depends. And and actually, I don't think that you have to be at a party to meet these people. You don't have to. Um, you know, I, I've i always loved partying anyway, so it suits my personality. Um, but even me in those rooms, you know, when I first started going out with, you know, these people who I wanted to work with, I found it awkward. I felt like, oh my gosh, like, how am I in this room with these people um, almost felt like, you know, I had imposter syndrome and felt mm. like I wasn't worthy to be at that party. And actually, it was with, oh, who was it with? John Frieda. I got invited to this John Frieda party and Alexa Chung was there. Um, who else was there? Like Zane Law. Um, just so many like... Cool kids. You know, cool people. Everyone was cool. <laughs> um, and I was there with my little brother who is, again, he's got that young, fresh energy at the time I think he was 20 years old everything was really exciting for him um he was like oh my gosh there's a free bar oh my gosh Alexis Chung's there oh my gosh this is Love this it. is great but he was a social butterfly in that area he was still studying he was like this is great I'm having the best the best time ever um and you know here I am his big sister shy in a corner did not want to move just glued to that glass of Prosecco, just not That's moving. Mad. And he was like, what is wrong with you? What's going on? And I said, just everyone's like really famous here and no one knows what I do. And he said to me, um, 
you're in the same room as these people. No one is above or below you. Like you're here, be present. I enjoy it. And you know, I did, I was really nervous going to those parties to begin with. And again, he advised me, my little brother is great. Um, he advised me to um, come up with, you know, five things to say, like, almost like a little script to say if someone said oh so what are you doing what are you up to because that's another thing as well that's the question be at those parties and someone would say oh so what do you do and you're like i'm a tv presenter but you've not presented a show in like six months so they don't recognize you what are you on what have you been on blah 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 blah. um and so i came up with this like little script that i'd rehearse before i go out and i'd say oh well i've just finished working on this project at the bbc and now i'm currently working on something else with channel four and i'm also doing this at the other um what about you just throw the question back (laughs) yeah all about them yeah exactly just make it about them make it a really fun conversation uh, make it personal as well like Mm. you know i've heard that a lot that people like to talk about themselves so if you ask someone questions you know and show that you're interested in and actually really interested Mm. as well because we've all been at those events parties whatever networkers mixers where people ask you a question and you can tell they ain't listening yeah they're not they're not interested and you're like i you this is awkward but what i'd say then is you know how you were like oh i've just finished this project oh i'm working on this project some people might not even have that to say Mm. you know what i mean and it is intimidating that question's always fired out so what do you what do you do who are you that kind of thing yeah and i think as you said it's really nice and also gives you the confidence to go in and go you know i'm aj i do this what about you what are you working on what are you excited about what's happening with you and like just asking them interesting questions and and don't be nervous about it as well because like you said i've been in that position where i've not been up to anything i've literally been at home i've just got changed in a public toilet and now i'm at this party (laughs) i don't know why i'm here either mate do you know what i mean why are you asking me god i'm desperate for a job help me yeah give me a job (laughs) help um but at the same time you've got you just got to be confident that like you have something to offer everyone thinks that they've got nothing you know they're up to nothing it's like no you're creative and you've got ambition and you've got drive and you've got energy and you've got a great personality and actually you should you know understand your worth and your value and the things that you're giving to that conversation is is great and you know people do like being listened to and so really listen to people when they are engaging in a conversation with you because they remember it forever they always remember if you listen yeah always agreed agreed and so at the moment lots of people are talking about balance you know and burnout and how we all should be doing less and all this so have you ever felt like okay i've done too much and just reached burnout or do you ever feel like you're close to that Mm, yeah absolutely every time i have a little holiday the first two days i'm just ill (laughs) I'm literally like, I'm so tired. I've run myself into the ground. Uh, But now I am more aware of that. I think it's really, it's easy to burn out when you're you're first starting out because you feel like you need to be everywhere. But now I realise that you can't do all of the things at one time. Sometimes you have to say no to one thing to say yes to another. And actually you just need to remember that, you know, when you are at events or at your job space or when you're writing up ideas or, you know, 
doing follow-up emails, whatever you're doing, you do need to be on your air game and you do need energy to be on your air game as well. So be realistic with what you can and can't do. You can't be a party animal if you're not a party animal. Like it's just, it's just like not me. for you. Like yeah. I just can't hack it. I yeah. cannot hack it. And I know that I'll still get up early, but I won't feel the same. Mm. I'll feel tired. I won't feel, I guess, yeah, as productive. And, and, and like you said, as creative, I think you do need your energy to be well spent in your, you know where you need it yeah so you know about my power hour yeah my early morning power hour and i know that you ain't getting up with me babe at 5 30 in the morning <laughs> no so what time do you get up in the morning and what's the first thing that you do each day i get up at about 8 a.m these days i used to get up earlier and um it's it was really sad letting go of that 6 a.m alarm clock which is really weird isn't it but basically at 6am I'd get so much done because like you said no one else is up at that time so you are just smashing life it comes to 9 o'clock and you've already done emails you've done your workout you've had a great breakfast you've spoke to your mum you've done what you need to do and it's 9am like mm-hmm. you feel invincible. So I was gutted to let go of that time. But I realized when I was burning out, basically, that, you know, if I'm DJing at night, it's, I can't get up at 6am. It's no. just, I can't do it. So now my power hour, and I do feel like I have one still, uh, comes quite late. Um, I want to make it earlier, but my power hour is more like 9pm. So okay. if I'm not out, <laughs> it's about nine, nine till because yeah. no one's on their emails at that time um so you can just fire out all your emails and fire out all your questions and do all of your admin and then pick it up the next day it's great okay cool 9 p.m and uh, you know everyone's power hour i think has to work for them it has to fit around their schedule mm. like you know i've talked a lot about why i get up early and obviously i've got jude i've got a little boy so it works for me but i completely hear what you're saying if you're working and you're djing till late then yeah knocking you know getting up at six just to kind of i guess just to have that kind of trophy you know that thing of yeah. oh i'm up and i'm productive and i'm pe- and i'm busy for mm. the sake of it i just think is detrimental so yeah, yeah. definitely and also with regards to what I do when I wake up, so I go through moments, basically. So sometimes, so say for example, I am currently doing this thing where I don't look at my phone. Like my phone is on airplane mode and it is not taken off airplane mode until I step out of the house. And I step out of the house usually at about 9am, 9.15. So you know, if I've got up at eight, I'm not checking my phone. But I used to just like wake up, check my phone immediately. I'd be in bed for 45 minutes, just lying there, replying to Instagram DMs, uploading a picture, thinking of a caption, doing nothing basically. And I realized that I'm wasting an hour of my day in bed on things that aren't really that productive for me. Um, And so now I'm quite disciplined. I'm like, no, I'm getting up, I'm brushing my teeth, I'm putting on a podcast, I'm listening to music, I'm doing all the things that will fulfill me and help me along this day. And then when I get on the tube, that's when I can start, you know, looking at messages and responding to emails. I love that. And I love the honesty because so many people do it and they don't admit it. And yeah. they you know, like we've all been there. I have literally before been out for a run. This is when we were, this is back when we were training for London Marathon and me and AJ were training together for that. We both ran it in the same year. But Yay. yeah, one, one day I did this training run and I came home and I had my shower and I'd done my stretches and I was sat in my towel. Then I went onto Instagram. 
I'm not kidding. I do not know how long I was on Instagram, but it'd been a long run. It'd been like yeah. a 12 mile run. When I put my phone down and tried to get up, my legs, I couldn't move my legs. I was literally <laughs> like, my hip flexors had seized up. You know, when you've been on that long run and I was literally like, how long were you on your phone? I sat in the towel, literally on my bed. You yeah. can just waste so much time. It's like a time vacuum. Yeah. And people don't realize if you start your day, as you said, if you wake up, reach out for your phone, maybe turn your, a lot of people have their alarm on their phone, turn off the alarm and then straight away, Instagram, watching yeah. people's stories, going on Twitter, literally. And then you'll rush it. People have said to me that they do that for half an hour and then they're rushing around to get ready and like they've got 10 minutes before they leave the house it's mad yeah it's mad we're all, and we order it's uh the same with bedtimes as well yeah so i'm like okay i cannot be taking that phone to bed because no. again i'd be like oh i'm gonna get an early night tonight 10 p.m oh i'm in bed nice oh let me just check my instagram two hours later it's mm. now quarter past midnight and i'm like how I've, i just got lost in the matrix yeah and now i'm gonna be knackered and i've not been drinking and it wasn't I, worth like, it. literally was that worth it no it absolutely wasn't it's never worth it and if anything i think it can be more detrimental because often if you're trying to like be creative or come up with an idea or concept or just do something that's individual if you are spending that much time like consuming other people's media ideas images like what the kind of trends are that how can you have an original thought mm. your, of your own do you know what i mean because yeah. you're just reading and listening to everyone else's noise and you need some quiet so i so spend less true. time doing that do you know what though i've started doing as well which i am just loving so uh, I've just been really honest with the amount of time that I used to spend on Instagram. I was like, right, three hours a day. So you know, like your phone can now tell you where yes. all of your battery power is going and stuff like that. My phone was telling me that I was on Instagram three hours every day, or three hours a day, Yikes. Monday to Sunday. Oh like, my God. No joke. Babe, you need to go to like AA. Yeah, well, I felt like that, but actually... Now, um, and I started doing it earlier in the year, which is why I feel like I've had a successful year career-wise. Um, I just said, okay, if I spend two of those hours doing something that I keep saying that I'll do, like two of those hours actually writing down that TV show idea, actually pitching that TV show idea, actually like making the steps forward that I keep saying that I'm gonna do year in, year out, then just think of what I can do. And I, that, honestly, that's how I got my documentary. It was yes. literally like two hours a day that just needs to, I mean, I need to be on Instagram for an hour a day at least. Well, because, I, you know, like I use it as emails as well sometimes. Yeah. Like a lot of, a lot of, um, brands contact me via my dms and stuff like that so i do feel like i definitely need to be on it but not for three hours you don't need it and actually you know um one of my other friends did it he he's wanted to be a writer for ages and he booked himself onto a writing course two hours mm. and you know that that is there's so much that you can do you in that, that two hours yeah. and so you know like you said there's so much that you can do in your power hour yeah well that is literally perfect because every week i ask it's almost like you know i ask one of my i ask the guests to give our listeners something that they can do this week mm. so if you've only got one hour i know you said two but if you've only got one hour to dedicate each day to improving your life or to going after your goals or to anything really what should they be doing and i know you, when you just said that about the things that you 
say you're going to do. Mm. Oh, I love that. So yeah. yeah, what should they be doing this You've week? You've got to. I mean, you know, I speak from a place of, uh, for, for TV presenters mainly, um, but... You know, anyone who wants to do anything. So, like, I've got a friend who really wants singing lessons. It's like, okay, you need to be, you know, going online, finding out who those vocal coaches are, finding out how much it is, finding out how you can, if you don't have the money right now, what's your financial plan to, like, get those singing lessons like how are we going to make those steps. small steps and you just need to dedicate your time to it you really need i need to dedicate my time this week for example okay so this week in my power hour what i'm going to do is my financial i'm like sort out my bank statements and sort out you know tax what, stuff and- tax stuff and really boring stuff which i always put off but that's what i'm going to do and i think from week to week it can it can certainly change one week you can dedicate it to emailing another week you can dedicate it to actually creating ideas another week it could be actually executing those ideas but you've got to get started you've just got to get started and also you've got to remember that the baby steps forward or better than no steps forward i think everyone just wants to get from a to z it's like no we need to go b then c that we you need to go through the whole damn alphabet before you get there and um you know you can't rush these things amazing it will happen in its time amazing so this week guys if you're listening and you want to get involved please let us know you can use the hashtag power hour let aj and i know what are those baby steps that you're going to do and as you said take one hour each day this week and just make it just make a start it doesn't have to be the whole thing get from a to b amazing and so my final question which i ask every guest is as we're talking about the power hour and and time and dedicating time i believe that time is the most valuable thing we all have without a doubt you know you can get your money back you cannot ever get your time back and it just seems to be going so quickly so what is the most valuable thing that time has taught you i've learned that the importance of time changes from year to year whatever stage you're in time has more or less value um for me i realized that time is so important this year my 30th year because i just realized that I feel like an 18 year old, but I'm actually 30 <laughs> and it just goes like that. And so as a result, I now value my time and I value the people that I see and speak to with my time because I realize that actually it's so precious. I cannot be wasting time anymore. Um, that's not to say, you know, I can't be spending that time having fun, but but it's not wasted because you're having but fun. But it can't be wasted. Yeah. yeah it yeah. cannot be wasted. Wow. Thanks, AJ. Oh, and also I wanted to, just before we kind of wrap up and give everybody, you know, uh, where they can find you and stuff, I just really wanted to, I guess, acknowledge you and thank you for our friendship and for just being who you are because you are somebody who everybody who meets you would agree you light up a room you have so much energy you're so wonderful and you're so generous with your time and your energy and I just think in a time where lots of people are talking about women supporting women and all of this talk and I think you're somebody who really actually lives it somebody who embodies it we know we champion one another we cheerlead one another there's never 
I never hear you kind of talk about other women in a in a negative way or like a competitive way the space around you for everyone and I feel like you're such a light and that just draws people to you so I just wanted to acknowledge you and say thanks because you're awesome oh my gosh thank you so much and you know right back at you you know it's the women like I said it's the it's the time that I'm sharing with other people that is making my time on this planet more and more valuable and I I do feed off of the people's energies as well and so I'm just lucky and grateful that I am surrounded by great friends great family that enable me to do all of the things that I do and you're definitely one of them I mean I knew when we met it was gonna be you know (laughs) I knew I knew I was like she is gonna be my friend Um, okay, so if everyone listening who is loving you as much as I am, where can they find you online and in real life? Yes, online you can find me um, at AJ O-D-U-D-U on Insta on Twitter uh, that's my website as well um, so yeah, just find me there on TV I am on Four Music Monday. And Tuesdays, 4 till 5.30pm. Live. Uh, Live, guys, live. (laughs) Um, And yeah, and then just keep your eyes peeled on my Insta and my Insta. Yeah, on my Insta and Twitter. Is that where you announce if you're doing an event and people can get tickets and come and stuff like that? Exactly. So live events, they're just as and when. I obviously start The Voice UK soon, so I'm super excited for that. So keep an eye out on ITV. Basically, you're not going to be able to not see you. Guys, I'm coming at you. In your eyes, in your ears, everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. (laughs) And I'm very happy about it. Thank you so much for being a guest today, AJ. You're the best. And thank you so much for listening, everybody. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe. Remember to rate and review on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time. See ya. Thank you. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com